And a good morning to you. It is April 11th, a Monday, and welcome on in to Daily Cards Live, presented by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Royal Banks of Missouri. I'm Joe Roderick, joined alongside by Bob Ramsey. Rammer, good morning to you. I, I know these are, uh, I know you don't like the early morning ones, but hey, that's what, uh, that's what needs to happen when the Cardinals have these early Monday morning games. Never could get used to it, I guess, early on in my career doing TV. Everything was late night. Even doing morning radio for a few years, it's uh, it's not good. But to start the morning talking baseball, in particular Cardinals baseball on Klabe's Online, that's a great way to start the day. It is, and hopefully the Cardinals can uh, get a victory today, improve to 3-1 and one on the season, and send the Pirates home in a very odd early season wraparound uh, series that ends on a Monday after uh, the weekend that we uh, that we saw. I don't know if you saw this uh, as we kind of just uh, jump around to topics from Saturday and Sunday. I don't know if you noticed or read in Derek Gould's article uh, the other day, but on Saturday, the Cardinals did not have the cream-colored, uh, the throwback yeah. jerseys that they normally wear on Saturday. And then as I started to look around Twitter, I saw that nobody had their uh, their alternate weekend jerseys this uh, this past weekend. Uh, the new, well, uh, the, yeah. Welcome to, welcome to Little League Baseball. For every <laughs> coach who's ordered their uniforms a couple of weeks too late, and you don't get them till the 1st of June, <laughs> the Cardinals now feel your pain. They're uh, they're they're saying maybe not until May for these alternate jerseys, and that's for every team in baseball. So don't expect the uh, the powder blues this this upcoming weekend either, as the uh, as all of baseball waits for. I think it's Fanatics. I think they are the uh, the jersey supplier now for mm-hmm. Major League Baseball as they uh, they wait for those jerseys to uh, to come in. But the Cardinals not get the win on yeah. Not to dive too deep into laundry, but. It's interesting to wonder why the whites and the grays all made it to all the teams, but the other ones didn't. Were they ordered separately? Was it? I mean, as it's just curious as to how that works. Do they do it that way just in case of situations like this? Is it what they had on hand? That couldn't be it because everybody's got new te- new uh, new players. It's just odd that only those. You know, it'd be funny if you got half of your grays and half of your cream coloreds, that would seem like a normal, ridiculous situation that would crop up. That would be like a, yeah, that, that would be more like in your, you know, in your line of work, that'd be like a college basketball thing where one guy on the team puts the wrong jersey yeah. on and doesn't yeah. realize it till he tears away the pants and then he's like, wait a second. Whoa. <laughs> this, this isn't the same. I, I guess according to what Derek wrote the other day, uh, that they did a rush on all the jerseys uh, on the main white and gray jerseys, and then these were the the other ones are are being you know made a, as we go. Here's but what I probably, get, yeah. Joe. Here's what probably really happened. Somebody in MLB said we're not coming back till Friday. Yeah. That's probably what happened. Uh, or and or on their own. That doesn't have to. Everything doesn't have to be nefarious. But on their own, the manufacturer said, "Hey." Let's get the Little League uniforms out because MLB's not coming back till the end of May. And then they went, oh, God. <laughs> the uh, the Cardinals did have the blue hats yesterday, though, the yeah. Sunday blues as they – got uh... those on the team store. 
They lose nine to uh, nine to four to the Pirates yesterday. It was our first look at Stephen Matz, who who had a very very good first inning, and then struggled from there. It was uh, it was not very pretty once the uh, Pirates started to swing. Uh, really, just I mean they they were just jumping on him from the very first pitch. They were they were sitting first pitch fastball and they were ready for it. And you saw uh, there were a few that you know might have fallen in and gotten a little lucky, but I think for the most part they had a good game plan. They they had a good game plan and they came out ready to swing. And it didn't seem like he could adjust. Uh, and it's still early on, and so I I think that's one of those days. What I enjoyed though was the guy. I kind of was uh, promoting all along for the fifth starter with Jake Woodford. Woodford did a very nice job for three innings. Oh, yeah, he he definitely did. And it's it's good to see that because we don't know how the Jordan Hicks experiment's going to work. We don't know how many innings you're going to get out of him, especially early in the season. And we don't know when to expect Jack Flaherty back. So getting a good outing out of Jake Woodford is, is, is a bit of a bright spot there as he went, uh, he came in relief, went three innings, allowed two hits and struck out three in, uh, in his outing yesterday and was very efficient too. three innings, 41 pitches. So was a, uh, was a very good showing, for Jake Woodford, who I, you know, I, I think he, along with maybe Drew Verhagen, were probably. I, I would love to know what they or when they knew about the Jordan Hicks announcement of being the fifth starter, and what their surprise level actually was after they went through the spring training and in, uh, in the role that they had. Yeah, and then the other interesting thing was when they announced Hicks, many of us, or I'll just say me jump to the conclusion, well, it'll probably be Hicks, Woodford, and a piggyback. That's out the window now if Hicks, if they stay in order one through five on the rotation. Um, but that's something that can be adjusted as you move forward if that becomes the case. On the other hand, they don't have to make that decision now. Let's see how Hicks does when it's his turn and uh, move forward and see who's more effective. Yeah, and we will uh, we will see Dakota Hudson today, and we'll get a uh, chance to see how he um, does. Now should be fully recovered from from that Tommy John surgery. You saw the uh, I don't know if you saw in the Astros Angels game the other day, both Noah Syndergaard and Justin Verlander both had their first starts post uh, post Tommy John surgery. So you're starting to see a lot of those guys who opted out for that 2020 season and had surgeries that maybe yep. were lingering, you're starting to see those guys now pop back up around baseball. Yeah. And it's good to see you want the stars in the game. And um, if Syndergaard can be as even close to as good as he was the other day and give the angels some, some consistent innings, they may indeed be in the hunt and that, and it might be them and the Mariners and the Astros really getting after and that'll make that'll make it fun when you've got division races like that yeah the uh also yesterday too you saw nolan arenado with his second home run of the uh of the season just a a missile into uh into left field yesterday so uh, you're you're, you know the the offense it it started off with a bang yesterday seven hits in the game Uh, you you wish they would have been able to stay on Wilson just a little bit more um, than than what they did in the first inning, but it seemed like he kind of figured out the hitters after one time through the order. But you're you're still seeing this offense where Drew uh, Dylan Carlson 
starting off really well in that leadoff spot and then having to fight your way through Goldschmidt, O'Neill, Arenado. It's it's not that easy going through those two, three, and four in this Cardinal lineup. Yeah, you know, the things I'm looking for, um, I, I look for early trends, um, not striking out too much yet and drawing walks as a group. I think that's a really good sign. And we'll see, um, you know, it's funny. We said, well, or I've always said when when uh, Edmonds hitting, he can, he's a great leadoff guy. When he's not, you want to move him. It looks like they're going to go with the Carlson one, Edmund nine. And so really, as you turn the lineup over, it's back-to-back leadoff type guys because Tommy's hitting the ball a little bit. Um, the curious thing about the lineup for me today is, do they go back to Pujols against another right-hander or do they stay with Dickerson? I, I was one, you know, yesterday watching Corey Dickerson, who went over four in yesterday's game. I'm sitting there and watching this, and I'm it just thinking back. And I, I think, you know, that you and me and probably a lot of Cardinal fans did not see a whole lot of Albert Pujols at bats with the with the Angels, but we still have very vivid memories of all of his at bats here in St. Louis. When he was in that three spot and he never took a day off and was able to hit anybody on any day. And, and you just kind of look at that and you go, this is the guy who was considered to be one of the top five hitters of all time when he was in St. Louis. And you're telling me he can't hit a righty anymore. Like well, I the know number, there, I, the numbers I, tell us that I know. And I know there was that huge drop off in, in, in Los Angeles over the last 10 years, but you kind of look at that and you go, you know, like what happened? Why did it happen? Is that really still the case? Like I, you know, I, maybe I want to see it with my own eyes just to see, yeah. just to see him struggle against righties and go, wow, okay, this really isn't the same guy. Well, the, here's what I think he could still do. And it looked like he was trying to do it a little bit in spring training. I didn't see all the spring training at bats, obviously. But if he can quit trying to hit home runs, trying to hit those 21 he needs, and, sa- and, and says, I'm going to hit 300, and hits, hits the ball where it's pitched, I think he probably still could be effective. But he hadn't been doing that for a decade. So can he revert back? He lost a lot of weight. He got in better shape. Can he do that? I think that that's the question. And because it's still an open question, because he gets a fresh start here, maybe that's you go back to him today. Yeah, I, I think I, I'd like to see him in the uh, in the lineup today. And then we I, I haven't looked uh, far enough ahead to see what the pitching matchups look like against the Royals this uh, this week right. in the two short right. two game series. But we'll see how that lines up as uh, as the week goes on. And, and and you know what? If Corey Dickerson continues to struggle, somebody else, uh, you know, it's it's only been two starts. So I don't want to I don't want to jump too far ahead with, with that. But we will uh, we'll see. Hey, but you know what, though? Paul DeYoung has uh, has hit well, too, uh, to start the year with uh, with a few hits few big hits hitting the ball hard so maybe you move him up a little bit in the order too so it's yeah, uh, I think right now one through four is is looking like you expected it uh O'Neal had the big game game Friday but even yesterday he goes over three but he drives in a run with a sacrifice fly he's not striking out so that's huge no worries one through four and then you can always manipulate the bottom of the the, the bottom half of the order the bottom five you can move that around every day. Who cares? 
I was uh, I was there yesterday, sitting third base, uh, third base side, about e- you know even with the the left fielder there yesterday, and two Tyler O'Neill uh, at bats, the the sacrifice fly, and then he had another fly out later in the game. I don't know how they turned, how they showed on TV, but off the bat, I thought they were gone, and then you just see the wind just punch it down. I, I yeah. mean, it it off the bat, the sound and the first step by the outfielders in both of those, it looked like they were both gone and the wind knocked them down. And I think the wind knocked down a Bader uh home run too yesterday. Yeah, uh, they're going to they're going to be fine. I think the offense looks pretty good. They'll figure out, they'll get the DHs going. Um and then and then trying to figure out the rotation and how that looks. Um you know, I think this next week will tell us a lot. You you got a team coming in who has a handful of unknowns that the top of their order is pretty good in the Kansas City Royals. And then your first showdown of the year with the Brewers. So um, this is going to be a fun week. I am very, uh, very much looking forward to talking about Bobby Witt Jr. tomorrow on the yeah. uh, on the show. One of uh, who I, I think is probably a front runner for that American League MVP or rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so. him and the kid in Seattle, and uh, and then there's always an unknown that somebody throws in the lineup and all of a sudden catches fire. But those two guys are are really heralded, and so it'll be fun watching them. And don't get, don't forget about up. yeah Torkelson up in uh, Detroit too. That's yeah, uh, yeah. There's there's a lot to uh, there, there's a lot of really good rookies in baseball this year that people have been waiting a while to see, and yeah. uh, they're finally on display. Uh, this has been Daily Cards Live presented by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Rammer, also your friends at Royal Banks of St. Louis. Royal, Missouri, Bank- Royal Banks of Missouri. Too early in the morning. It's funny you said St. Louis because Royal Banks of Missouri, even that is a bit of a mis- misnomer these days. As a couple of years ago, Royal Banks uh, opened up two branches, one in Granite City, one in Jerseyville, Illinois. So Joe, happy to see you going to Royal Banks. And then and, and just recently, Royal Banks has opened up a couple of branches in Northeast Missouri. But what's really important about our friends at Royal is even as they expand, each branch feels like your hometown bank. Royal Banks of Missouri, where better service means better banking. Such a pro. I, I screw up and you're right there to pick up the uh, the pieces of that. It's like you've Just been doing tell this. The truth. It's like you've been doing this for a few years. Uh, <laughs> it's my second year. Hey, he's Bob Ramsey. I'm Joe Roderick. We will talk to you tomorrow on another edition of Daily Cards Live right here on ClaibsOnline.com. St. Louis Acura is the only Acura dealer in the nation to win the Precision Team Award for 30 years. How do we do it? By making you, our customers, our number one priority. As others increase their fees and take advantage of limited inventory, we keep our prices low because we remain committed to becoming better than ever and treating you as we want to be treated. We want you coming back and sending your friends and family to a veteran-owned, family-based business you can trust. St. Louis Acura, better than ever for you.